All right, here we are, episode six of the MPU podcast. It's my pleasure and honor to have one of my former teammates from Middletown High School. Uh, he is a former walk-on at the University of Connecticut, where he played. Uh, he is a great friend of mine, and some may call him my older brother, Mr. Jeff Woodcock from Middletown, Connecticut. Uh, pleasure to have you on, man. Thanks for joining tonight. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. You know, obviously, we've been talking about it for a little bit. Definitely want to come on. I like what you've been doing. So, appreciate it. Bro. Definitely love to come and chop it up and talk about the different experiences. I know you've had all walks of dudes coming on and all their stories are all different. So, yeah, dude. You know, yeah, it's pretty, it's been pretty cool, man. Like, I started this at the end of, kind of in the middle of May, uh, going into June. And, you know, I got to connect with a couple different coaches, a couple different um, trainers, um, you know, a lot of interest on for future episodes. But I know we kind of started talking about this probably a couple months ago now. Um, so I'm happy to finally get you on, you know, a little bit of a different platform here um, than originally I intended. Uh, but I think this works for my platform and my ability to reach athletes like yourself, former athletes like yourself um, and professionals out there. So it's it's cool to have you on, man. And, um, you know, for the audience that doesn't know who Jeff Woodcock is, give him a little bit of background on uh, Mr. Woody over there. Uh, so, I mean, we could spin it back. I mean, obviously, like most people played midget football. A um, little different story than like you guys. I played at Cromwell. Um, even though I wasn't from Cromwell, it was weird because I was close enough to the town my dad did whatever. Played there. Then came to Middletown, and realistically, you go from playing in Cromwell, then you go and play Middletown, it's different. You different know what I'm saying? Ball, it's man. a lot more diverse than Middletown. So, you know, it was uh, it was funny those first couple practices, kind of just like, I don't know, getting used to everything. But, you know. You made I, that uh, transition once you were in high school or when you were in youth? No, 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 no. From eighth grade, so like midges, like up to eighth grade, I played in Cromwell. So gotcha. the first time I played with any. From Middletown was freshman year. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, realistically, I was on the fence between going between Xavier and Middletown High, and yeah. I was leaning towards Xavier. But then, so I've known Coach Morello forever, so, right? So I did midget football in Cromwell. Morello was the head coach of Cromwell. Yeah, I used to waterball for him when he was the high school coach in Cromwell. So I used to be out there by a little midget jersey back in fifth, sixth grade, running out the water to high school team. <laughs> all that was there. For State championship she was crazy and uh yeah and then once i because i was talking to him and i heard the the rumors and you know i texted him i was like hey like you know <laughs> this might impact my decision here like what are you doing and uh you know he mentioned he was going to Milton, and i was like you know what i'd rather not have to do summer school for xavier I'd rather go play for Mil morello and the rest is that ended up a dragon and uh you know Full, uh, full 180 from freshman year because my freshman team, so Coach Morales' first year, you got to think that he was taking the program from nothing. They won – the varsity team won one game the year prior. Which yep, I remember that year. Yep. Morello comes in. The varsity team goes six and four. Now, my freshman squad was a bunch of knuckleheads. So – we went one in nine, right? And the only win that we had, we beat like Connor or something like that. We were getting so rowdy on the bus ride back. And I'm not going to name drop here, but there was some people in the back of the bus. 
And you remember how we used to have the uh, the portable lockers, right? Were you yep. you there for? Yep. I was. Well, I, I got there after that happened, but I heard the stories of the portable lockers. Uh, oh, that when I tell you that shit was straight out of uh, <laughs> like a, a movie. Like it was just so dinky and oh, it was just it was horrible. Well, it was a brand new program at the time, right? Like brand new high school. You guys. Right, where the first thing, one, yeah, yeah, it did fit. The thing was, they were supposed to have that built when the high school happened, but then yeah. because of stuff with the budget, whatever, it, it took longer. So, my first year, we were in the portable lockers, and the uh, my, actually, my first two years, I think it was portable lockers. So, the first freshman year, like I said, we were horrible one night, our only win, we're pulling in, and we were pulling in because you remember where they were near the softball field. We're pulling yep. in and somebody opened up the emergency door. And then the two jugs that we used to have the water in to get them out, those fell out the back of the bus. <laughs> so that next practice, Morello left varsity and came over to us and made us run 40s till people were like <laughs> He yeah. was so mad. You know him. So he's just yep. red as a tomato. Pot, you know, yay big. Just, you guys think you're so big. You only won one game and you know or yeah it was, it was, it was oh yeah i remember those days i was sure oh yeah happening. yeah a lot more a lot more tame now let me tell you that oh yeah was, uh definitely uh, the kids chilled them out for sure but um, a <laughs> little bit of that a little bit of age but who's counting right he'll hear this yeah maybe. right yeah <laughs> uh, and the funny thing was so like freshman year i played i played a little bit of jv um there were a couple of us just because he wanted to get us the experience. Like it was his first year. Like they went six and four. They had seven, six seniors, maybe. So like, yeah. you know, high school football, you know, you're relying on a lot of sophomores. You remember the class ahead of me, Zay yeah. Zay, you know, Nicole, yeah, you, guys like some, all that. you guys had some dogs. <laughs> Nobody could make it past the, to the Thanksgiving game because of grades. Yeah. Yep. Finally turned that around. My sophomore year, I didn't play because I fractured my femur, my tibia, and then I had stomach problems. I had my gallbladder out. Jeez. And it's funny if you ever if you ever Darion, you gotta remember to ask him. They Morella was giving them updates as like things are going on because I was in and out of the hospital for like thirty days. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he he came up and told me like when I came back, he's like, "Bro, we thought you were about to die or something." I'm like, "Bro, like that's crazy." I was fine, like. I need my gallbladder out, but like I was just out. I wasn't even in school, nothing like that. So then we roll into junior year, and I'm like, all right, like we definitely got some steam this year because like we did. I don't know. I think we went like another six and four years, something like that, sophomore. Because that was Devin started off at quarterback, then moved to running back. Let Dario be quarterback. Yep. Get him. And then we go into junior. Year, obviously, we have all the skills, but like our line was so young that like, yeah. we weren't able to carry out. We were relying on a lot of throwing and stuff like that. And I also got thrown in the mix, thrown right in the center after not playing all sophomore year. I played yeah. freshman year. That's crazy. So now I'm starting varsity center, bro. When I tell you the, the yips, the, the, the liability I was at center for Snapping the ball when I wasn't supposed to do snapping it too early. Nothing like I couldn't go on like Darius used to just go set hit rather than like down set hit. And so any even if he was gonna make it audible, like he would have the same cadence. So if he'd be like set hit or he'd be like red red, and it just the cadence sounded the same. And I was just so wired, whoosh that ball was going. So he better yeah. catch that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like 
you know, sophomore year, we ended up making the playoffs, faced Massig, and then we kind of just, I believe we were up at the half, and then we just crumbled. Yeah. And it was kind of one of those things. I remember getting on the bus, and I was like, all right, like, next year's going to be different. Like, we finally got, like, the taste of the playoffs. Like, we all were excited to make the playoffs, but, like, we definitely were too inexperienced all around, like, yeah. maturity-wise, team-wise, yep. to, like, Put it all together because you know football you need you need on all levels yep. so you know i remember like especially taking a big like i don't know i took a lot of pride going into senior year and what's actually crazy about it i haven't i i i think i might have told coach Merlin, i might not have and i haven't really told many people this but i i didn't really feel much linebacker i played just center and i was a buck 75 buck 80 junior year Maybe got up to a buck ninety for senior year. Jeez, that, that's what I was playing at. It was one ninety, dude. And the thing was, is I just like I want to play more linebacker, but he liked me at center. He's like, oh, like you're a good center, and like, yeah, obviously, like what his whole plan was is he wanted to try and run it more like a co- almost like a college program in the aspect of like not having as many guys go both ways. Yeah, and if you yeah. were going both, it was like running back that were rotating. It was, yep. you know safeties like it was like kind of like stuff like that like if you were you know like part of the line like Ray, Ray would play defense but like Ray, Ray was swapping in and out because we'd swap out the line just to keep everything fresh yeah yeah and like almost i was thinking about like not playing senior year at some point because i was just so mad about just playing center but then i kind of sat there in the off season and i realized like how much fun i was having like weightlifting things like that and i'm like why like would i not do this like i come this far like we yeah have a good team like suck it up just get it done right we did have a team that year. I mean, I, w- I was on scout, but <laughs> we had a team that year. <laughs> oh, bro, senior year, like, I remember I'm trying to – I don't remember exactly how the the script went with who we played first and all that. But, like, I remember first couple games we won. We won pretty good. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, this is nice. I remember we were playing, like, teams that were decent. But I remember that our schedule was a bit more backloaded. Yeah. And at least from like knowing how they played last year and how they ended up that year. Right. And played Bristol Central and they were supposed to be a really good team and we mopped them. And I was like, that like sounds good. We go yeah. into home was it homecoming or senior night? It was one my it was one or the other. I think it was actually homecoming. And we're facing Farmington. And Farmington yep. comes in chirping they come in there you know they're smacking their pads they get on the field we're both undefeated going into this they're in the conference it's a big ass game so you know of course we're warming up and they're at the 50 yard line barking so you know there you know i don't need to name people but you know there was some people who didn't take too kindly to that start walking oh, yeah. those 50 yard line warm up. yeah yeah i remember uh just the energy, just feeling everybody just ready to go. I remember that was when Coach Morello, <laughs> you remember, <laughs> Coach Morello grabbed the trash can, went to throw it, and he clocked uh, he clocked one of the bedrooms. We don't talk about that. Got to edit that one out. <laughs> Allegedly. He wasn't trying to hit nobody, but uh, somebody nah, caught he threw a, Yeah, threw a trash can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they went into that game. I remember that game was close, getting down to it. And then I forget how we pulled away. Game was close. I think Yamal had like a long run from like the 50. And like 
I just remember being pumped because there was like three minutes left in the game. I think we were up by one because I think they missed an extra point. Yeah. And then we scored a touchdown, made the extra point. So we we're up a touchdown and a, and a, and you know, would have been a two point conversion, just tie yeah. and I win that game. And I'm like, all right, like, we got something good going. But the thing was, is that in that game, Dario throws a pick and I go trying to run after the ball. And one of the, I don't know if it was one of the guys I was blocking. I don't know who it was, but basically dude came in and just put his helmet right in my back. So I fall flat down trying to pursue the tackle, right? So he yeah. hits me from the back. No flag, which is the most wild thing ever. I'm laying on the ground. And, like, you know, Jerry and all them, all my boys are up in the student section. I hear him, Woody, Woody. And I'm like, I like, I got to get up right now, right? Yeah. Get up. Go over to sideline. But I'm still kind of delirious. I'm like, coach, like, call a timeout. Like, I'll go in next play. He goes, dude, we're on defense. Like, you're good. Cause like I knew like you have to sit out a play once you get pulled out by the trainer to then be able to go back or you take a timeout and go back. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, like whatever, we're gonna finish out this game. Then we had that drive, finished out the game, getting all excited as per usual. Get into the locker room, playing Miley Cyrus party in the USA. Everything's all hype, everything's lit. I go into the bathroom. And I'm like, damn, I gotta take a piss, bro. When I tell you that shit was just straight blood. I was you like, oh, this blood? is not. Oh, bro, like solo cup. I, Damn, it, it was like, bro. and I'm like, I, this was, so I why sat, didn't I even know about this? Like, you didn't tell anybody was, about this, right? That, that was the, the thing part. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my dad. I didn't tell anybody. Like, I just tried keeping it close. And then I stayed, I stayed at Devante Williams' house that night. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep. I was having the stabbing pain. I told my dad, I'm like, I gotta, like, I think something's up. Like, I gotta go. I can go to the hospital. By that time, my piss like turned clear. It was still, I was still dehydrated. It's like I couldn't really like tell at that point. Yeah, from the game. And yeah. We're going to the new London game and their opening night for their brand new stadium is against us. This is the on TV. This is like the whole yeah, night. I remember this game. Yeah. They had a big ass and- lineman. I remember that kid that specifically that. Yeah. yeah, bro. I remember this. And yeah. So the thing was, was that it was coming down. I was telling Coach Ron, like, if I'm good to play, I'm going to play. And Derek was taking the reps at center with the ones, shifted him over, brought in Lissandro at tackle, bumped Ray Ray over, put Lissandro at guard, whatever, whatever the combo was. But I was telling Ron, like, listen, like, I'm not practicing this week because they said we got to wait till Friday. Friday, we're going to do another test see if you have any trace of blood in your urine if you don't you're good good to play so i packed my bag to play go in they're like nah can't play but the thing was was that since nothing since i kept everything so hush hush it was literally between morello my dad and me like wow i don't even name the trainer she didn't even know wow so i packed my bag but of course I drive from because my dad came with me to the appointment and uh because this is back before I didn't have a car, so I wish I could have just drove myself because I drop him off the house, I drive the car over, got my stuff packed, I'm like, you know, I'm still playing, I don't care. I get up, I start walking around the gate, I'm walking up the fence, and Morel's first one come up to me, and I'm like, Coach, he goes, oh, I'm sorry to hear you can't play. Oh. I'm thinking about him like, damn, why did you do that? And then you know, they had the storybook ending of 
yeah, I mean, we, there was just so many flags, so much BS, and they won on a last second field goal. And yeah, I remember that just killed me because, like, <clears throat> I wanted to be out with everybody. And yeah, you know, game was on TV, like, if you were watching, I was just like, oh, like, I, well, I remember so that that whole season, man, was just like from I was a freshman at the time for the audience that's listening, and it's just like. You know, you were someone I looked up to while you were obviously going through whole. I didn't know all this for the crowd that's listening. So preface that just makes you a fucking baller even more, man. Like uh, besides that, though, like, um, you know, going into that year, you know, I had made the varsity team late in the season. So I made it actually that new London game. So I was on the field for that game. I remember specifically. And, uh, yep. you know, and then. We after that we went into went into the playoffs and you know won won the first game and then we went to Darien. Well, I, I want to backtrack a little bit because yeah. when I tell you beat Windsor won the conference. Well, I remember we the that. Conference. Yeah. Hype. Yeah, that. I was remember crazy. Thanksgiving Day because we played the night before Thanksgiving Day. We knew by by the time we were eating our, our meals on Thanksgiving, we know who we'd be playing. And then it shows we're playing New London again. Oh yeah, that's right. That was the first round, right? Yeah, yeah. And we were playing our turn, and I was like, "All right, this is this." You know, listen, I I'm I'm not the religious type, but I was just like, "Oh, if there's a God out there, He did He did something for us because so He gave us a rebound." I mixed that up actually because I was dressed for that second New London game. I wasn't dressed for the first one, so I because you guys went to New London the first time, right? And then they came to us. Yeah. So I was dressed for that second game. Yeah. And just the vibes that we like when I tell you that was the most locked in the team has been the entire week. And that was a short week because the thing was, is we played Wednesday night and then the first playoff game was the following Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. Saturday, and then the following Saturday. That was when the CIAC just didn't know what was going on. <laughs> now they got like a bunch of different divisions. dude. It's so crazy. How they how they work yeah. it? Yeah, I mean it's crazy how much they flip flop because I mean like what for your senior year they went they went back to that double L L double M M double S S and yep. like they didn't have they only had double L M S yep. for like my senior and whatever they flipped it all around. Now there's but like, like two going in different that division division game. I was like, bro, we are not really. Yeah, so for each division, like there's class That's crazy. L- there's class L one and class L two or it's class L small and class L something like that. But like, we're in the small, we were in the smaller bracket. I don't know how it works, but it goes by like number of boys in the school, I guess now. So I guess that's how they, they calculate it. Yeah. And dude, I just, like I said, I remember what you're being so locked in for that game. And I just remember getting on the field and I had uh I had a crack bag block like right in front of their coach and I just put their dude flat on his back. I was amped, right? And it was funny because like I was always just trying to look for those because like I mean, yeah, I do my block whatever, get a pancake here and there, but like oh, yeah, bro. I just remember just trying to headhunt, bro. I remember just like looking like because I know Dario's taking off. So like if I just block this guy, throw him off to the side, don't worry about this pancake. I can sprint down the field, pivot, turn back around, and lay somebody out. Like that's like I mean, that's all it's you did. So you're just looking heads off, bro. Yeah. yeah. I remember because the, the the biggest thing too between the first game and the second game, they ran like a five front. 
and they had a skinny guy at center or at their nose tackle normally once they did a couple drives against us and they realized that i i mean i don't want to take credit that like it wasn't uh, that i wasn't playing but after a couple drives they switch and they put this big guy on and they just had a bull rush yeah and you have Derek who's just learning how to snap making it tough you know what i'm saying yeah so then they have the small kid on me and i'm just mowing him back mowing him back the entire time and you know i'm i'm chirping doing whatever we wax them feeling great right and then the Darien game comes around and i tell you one thing like i try i there's there's two this is a full regret the other is kind of just circumstantial and i'll get to that one later because it's later in the story but like we play that game we're playing the first half and we are not playing like middletown football like yeah. we're winning at the half i believe it was but like we're vaughn missed like two field goals like yeah i think we, we were up seven nothing at the half bro we fumbled the ball like the 10 yard line like they yeah. got the ball back like i just i remember going in the locker room and i was so focused on trying to i forget i i don't know i was trying to talk some some scheme or something like that with dario like with a front and like i wish like i'd save that and just laid into everybody because like i don't know sometimes <clears> like <throat> i just would do that like yeah yo like Man. this this, this it's not us. Like Gets just trying to get going. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I did the bro, same thing as a captain. Yeah. We didn't have the wind in the sails. I felt like at that point, like we were kind of just coasted and I regret not just losing it. You know, like I wish I was just like, bro, like this, you, you, y'all need to turn it up. Cause we have not shown up yet. Like we need to show up. Then obviously the game goes on and you know, we also didn't have one of our prime rock prime blocking receivers there for other reasons that will not be talked about on the podcast but you know uh it was it was defeating knowing that we had a team that should have easily beat that yeah and what killed me more is that they faced Darian faced was it it wasn't massive it was another blue team it was like think it was massic that year i want to say they end because because we i want to say it was massic but i have to go back and look at it because we're talking for the crowd that's listening we're talking what 2014 no we're talking 20 yeah 2014 you old bitch bro (laughs) (laughs) and the thing was that they were playing that was the first year they switched the game from ranchler to central and i was like oh that kind of sucks but then when the way they had the game slotted because they did s early m like midday l at like three o'clock or whatever it was and then double l was like or i think l was the night game or like five o'clock game and double l played like the next day yeah and it was going and whoever they were facing was just like a passing team and i was like dude the way we were running the ball that year like dario gatorade player year like we had a line like bro the stats we put up were just ridiculous like oh i remember bro i remember yeah, I remember. And the rem- and one thing I do remember from that season was uh I think it was Jacob Homar at, at that game, at that last game, he was like like crying in front of the team and like was like, yo, like I got all of you boys, even the freshmen, like your family. And like from that moment on, like I think that kind of sparked that moment being in that game sparked 
I think something in like our class, at least. And we saw the potential of you guys. And it was like you guys at that point, like without even knowing it passed the torch down, like it was, you know, all of us, like, even though we were hurting in that game was like, you know, we knew we had each other's back and we, and our class, you know, was going to be ones to take the torch on. And, you know, and eventually I think that kind of translated as, you know, Dario became a senior and, you know, we really had to step up because the class above us was, um, they were good. They had good athletes. And, but I think our caliber of play was just different the way we had, you know, we played down in 2017. Um, but yeah, man, you guys really lit that torch, I think. And that, and that kind of attributes obviously, you know, to your leadership and, and to the other seniors at the time, um, you know, and, and I think that's what made you a great ball player and still to, you know, it speaks for itself when you went to college, um, you know, and, and you didn't play college ball for the first few years. Um, and so what was that like for you? Like coming off that loss, you know, thought in your head, maybe that that was your last game of your career. Right. I mean, at that point. Yeah. So at that point, the way it went from then into because there's like the 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 instinct of like still thinking I'm gonna potentially play football because I knew I was gonna go to a big school I knew it wasn't I I knew I was gonna have to walk on potentially right yep ironically I go do the all-star game tryouts which were down in like New Haven at the field house or yeah whatever. I remember that I only tried out at linebacker and uh one of the so I ended up playing but I only tried out a linebacker and the head coach of the other team was coach Marin and he was then head coach Xavier. Yeah, I knew him yeah. for a while. He was like, yeah, like, you know, we got to go through the whole draft process. Um, but uh, I definitely want to take you at linebacker. It's just probably going to be later. I was like, all right, whatever, like sounds good. So I felt good about it. Yeah. I'm touring Atlantic, which is where I ended up going. And I get a text saying, congrats. You got drafted as a lineman for the all-star team. I text back going, I'm sorry, are you texting the wrong number? I only tried out a linebacker. And he goes, nah, um, you know, you played against us this year, and I feel really bad because I'm forgetting his name, but the new London head coach was the offensive line coach for the team that I got drafted to. And he's like, yeah, like I remember seeing you play in that game, and I wanted, you have, wanted to have you as a lineman on my team. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm here. Going to do it. And so we played an all-star game. Ray Ray got drafted to my team. Sam. Ray was on my team. Sam, Jacob, and David Bednarz were on the other team. Oh, wow. So and you're playing against your boys. That's crazy. The funniest thing was that, like, we were in the first practice or two. And, of course, New London coach drafted his the, the two good wide receivers they had. Or they had. You remember, like, number 12, number 5? Yeah. So we were just chopping it up before one of the practices and they're like, Oh, like, you know, we're just chirping back and forth talking about how we beat them in the playoffs. Oh, we beat the regular season. I'm like, yeah, but like put on, put on the film real quick. Who was playing? Who wasn't playing the first game? Who was playing in the second game? You see 55 in the first game? No. See 55 in the second game? Yeah. Look at the score of the second game. Look at the score of the first game. So I was just chirping them. Yeah. All-star men's. I'm officially going to Florida Atlantic. I, when I got down there, I miss I I just messed up paperwork to try and walk on Florida. Oh, okay. 
So you were your intention was to play. Wow. My intention was to try and walk off. If it didn't happen, it didn't happen. But yeah. the thing was, that I thought I could do the walk-on trial and then get the doctor notes of vaccinations, this, this, and that, whatever they needed, all blood work. They needed it prior to. And I found this out. The tryouts were 7 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. I found this out when I was moving in that Monday at like 5. Wow. So wasn't able to make it. No exceptions, no nothing. Wow. So I was like, maybe I'll do it the second semester. Then by the end of the first semester, I was like, I transfer back. At that point, I was like, all right, looks like football's done for me now. So already, you know, put it to bed, was fine with my decision. And then we go into junior year of college. And my buddy, Jarius Bailey, shout out to him. Because, listen, it, I would not have athlete. played football at UConn at all if it was Dude, it, I'm telling you, if it was, I have to give him so much credit, and I, I feel like I haven't done it enough. If it was not for him, because we, I moved into my apartment at UConn, and we were out, you know, partying, whatever. It was like the week before school started. I got back to my apartment, and he shoots me a text. He's like, yo, you up? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, bro, look at this. And he sends me a screenshot that UConn football is doing a walk-on tryout the next week. He's like, yo, you should do it. And, I mean, I'd still been, like, lifting and running and things like that. So, yeah. like, I was yeah, like, yo. So you're in shape. I'll yeah, I'll throw my hat in the ring. Why not? Start doing a bunch of field drills and all that. And I know we we're going to move into the weight room eventually, but, like, doing the field drills, I was like, all right. Even if my times aren't going to be that good, I need to do the drills right. Because I noticed yeah. some guys were doing the drills and doing them how the coaches said it. And that bit yeah. discipline is a huge thing. Of football. So like if you're 100%. not taking instructions properly, they're not even going to look at you. Yep. So I made sure all the drills, doing them exactly right. Like, you know, regardless of time, I couldn't control what my time was going to be at that point. Because it wasn't like I knew when I was training for three months to run a 40, run a three cone, you know, do this and that. Yeah. But I've been lifted. So I was like, all right, once again, in the weight room, that's when I'm really going to be able to show my weight. And then, which helped me out more because they had 225 on the bar initially to bench. And I was like, right, like, you know, I could do this. You know, I think my max at that point was probably like, it was like 16, 17, maybe at that point. And then they bumped it down to 185. And I was like, oh, this is, this is gravy. Yeah. And I put it up to 20. 25 plus maybe somewhere in that range and i racked the i racked it and i was like you know what that's all my effort so if they like me they like me they don't they don't it is what it is yeah and i get a call two days later because the big thing they told us at the end they're like listen you know even if you're good and like we like you but if we're fully your position like it's just like we're not going to take you on the team yeah so the player personnel guy calls me and goes, I got good news. I got bad news. And I was just in my head. He's like, what do you want to hear first? I'm thinking that he's going to tell me we like you. You're good, but we're full linebacker. So my guy, tell me the bad news. And he's like, you're going to have to change your class schedule because you made the team. And I was like, oh, let's go. Like, this is sick. Yeah. Uh, but to like talk about my experience, like, I guess to – we'll just keep it going in the timeline. Cause I feel like it shows the best bobs and highs and lows here. Oh yeah, for sure. Keep going, bro. I'm all years. Cause I don't know this story out. my myself. So. so like I make the team and my biggest thing, I mean, 
I'm I was never like a you know troublemaker type type of deal. Like, yeah, you know, I talk my smack here and there, but like I always like especially getting in a new group. Like I I like well, got to keep to myself, kind of do my thing, and whatever I make the team, I'm just you know doing my lifting, doing this, doing that, whatever. And then like the second or third week during the because I walked on. I made the team. They told me I was on the team. UConn's first week, they had a game that Thursday. They told me on that Tuesday that I made the team. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And they're like, yeah, you know, come to the game. You know, you'll be able to get on signs. But the thing was, is like, I already was going to a wedding. And I already, <laughs> not good for, because I was skipping class, but I already left. Like, I left, like, campus and all that to go to a wedding. It was out of state. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, sorry, like, I can't be at the game. Like, I already physically left the state, and I don't have a vehicle here. Like, my dad picked me up and drove me. Yeah. And um, so then we had practice that Sunday, and then, you know, introduced me, whatever. And, you know, I go through, like, the first two or three weeks. I think it was, like, the third or fourth week. I get scout team play of the week. Hype, right? Yeah. Uh, at the same time that that's happening, there's – an instance where I got accused of stealing headphones from somebody and on the team at the time on the team kid a couple wow. lockers down from, and of course being the new guy the last thing you want is a red flag for being some yeah, that, that exactly. somebody is yeah so I'm trying to be real calm you know like no this is not, like I did not do that circumstances got brought to my attention that you know, like I don't have them sitting here, but like you remember the the Beats earbuds that had the wire one around the back and they wrapped around your ears. Yep. So I had white ones. The dude had white ones. I of lost course. the rubber pieces of mine, so I went on Amazon and bought the Amazon basic black earbuds that go on them. Yep. Guess what he he also he did, did the it. same thing. So I try and go up to him. I was like, dude, like listen, like I didn't. He never even came up and told me. Ironically, my boy Santana, my dog to this day, and from this moment was when I knew we were going to be buddies. Um, because I went up. So I go up to the kid, and I told him, I was like, listen, I literally pulled up the Amazon receipts, and I showed him. I was like, dude, I bought this. I bought this. Like, the, this is my Amazon orders. I bought these. These are not yours, no matter what you think. And he just shrugs me off, whatever. So I'm like, well, I've done what I can do. No big deal. Next day. Santana comes up to me and he goes, yo, like, cause Santana was a transfer, um, played Arizona state, then went back down to Juco. And then he came to Yukon on a scholarship and, uh, he just came up to me one day and like, yeah, I'd like, you know, obviously we were linebackers. So like kind of, you know, we dapped up whatever I knew his name. He's like, yo, like, just keep your head on the swivel. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like in practice? He's like, nah, like there's, I, I heard something that they, they, Somebody mentioned that you might get jumped. And I'm wow. like, well, what? Wow. Like stealing phones. So then at this point, I did what I could do. I left it there. Then I started, then I started getting heated. Yeah. So then what I started doing is I knew who the guy hung out with. And I was like kind of cool with them. Or if I was like in the same group, I'm like, bro, like I can't believe this kid's like accusing me of stealing headphones. Like, look, I bought these. And like, I had the, and I'm purposely showing people that I bought this stuff to like make him make, yeah. make me not look bad. Yeah, of course. And like, it would be like one of those things, like, you know, when you go through warm lines, like everybody like high fives. Yeah. Just, he was in my line and guess who would never dap me up, but dap everybody else up in line every single time warmups him. 
So it was like petty shit at that point. Like it's like, bro, your your teammates like what? Oh, so petty, so stupid. And then he finally comes up to me. He's like, "Yeah, like, like you good? You didn't steal my headphones." I'm like, "I know. You didn't have to verify that to me. Like I knew that." So whatever, left it at that, and that season we had a couple dudes that were good on that team, just with the the culture and all that like a lot of guys love diaco the old coach edsel came back in and the big thing was is so there's the burton family football complex and the shankman center which shankman center was the shankmans donated the money to build the indoor football field yeah the burtons donated the money for the academic like the locker room the whole all right. that yeah like donor when stuff wasn't going the best with Diaco, rumor has it allegedly, because don't want anybody to say anything wild off of this, but like they were the ones that had a lot of pull with the AD and were like, get him back in, get him back in. And he would do a lot of the, you know, when I was here before this, blah, 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 like just trying to compare. And like, yeah. in my, like you know, let me just put my head down. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And he Whatever. had went and went off to coach at was it Delaware? Where was he at? Where did he leave you kind of go? He left, and this is and I'll give him a little bit of credit. So he went to Maryland, and I'm Mar- gonna Maryland, right? Maryland, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So the thing was is people give like give him a lot of stuff for saying that he went on the plane from the Fiesta Bowl straight to Maryland. Yeah. Now the way that it works with the bowl games. If you're a player or whoever, the team pays for your flight there and you're able to go directly back home. You don't have to go back to campus. Oh, So lived like, for instance, if you're on the team, you lived in Arizona, you didn't need to fly back. They give you the, the, the credit and you could just go back home. You lived in California. Your flight will go right from there to California. Wow. So that whole leaving on the plane and going there, like everybody had their option to just go back home. Like that's, you know, that's the one thing I will give. Like, people gave him a lot of smack for that. But, like, that's – everybody had that. All the coaches, like, your flight could go back to wherever you live. Like, you didn't need to go back to campus. You yeah, know? okay. That your makes sense. Up to a certain threshold of money or whatever it was. Right, But right. Uh, through the fall season, and the thing was is that we were three and nine, but, like, we had – Three other games were like it, we we were like a competitive team, and our record didn't show what we were. Like we probably could have made it to six and six and made a bowl game. Yeah, didn't end up doing that. What is what it is. So I'm like, all right, going into senior year, um, <clears throat> you know, there was the biggest thing with me too is balancing because again, going from shutting football completely off because when you're when you're playing football, especially at at a co- collegiate level you need to be on another type of time to actually be invested to be an asset to the team on the playing field. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 100%. you know, like for me, like I was going through a lot of stuff off the field. So I used my, like when I wasn't at football, like I put in all my effort in the football, but like I was the college party kid that was also on the team yep so like i was i was you know burning the wick at both ends at times and you know 
I had my fair share, <laughs> you know, it is, it is. You're, you're a college kid, you know, and you're in a culture before you were in a, another culture. And I think part of UConn's culture at the time, probably you wanted to get away from when it wasn't football time, you know, so it's, it's fair enough, you know, and you know, it speaks to how good a culture and that's a lot of what I'm preaching right now to the athletes I work with is our program is built off a of culture and just, you know, it's, it's as far as how you show up to work motivated every day. And it's, you know, same thing on the football field is show up and get motivated because of the culture that surrounds you. So I'm sure, you know, and you're a college kid before that wasn't playing ball. So you were in a different crowd. So it makes sense. The, another thing now that we're getting into this and I kind of forgot to mention, which is also a, a big part and just crazy how I ended up where I'm at and blessed that I did. But I, and I think I've told you this before the podcast, but like in, because of everything that was going on, that was going on off the field in that period from Florida Atlantic, I transferred to UConn, I commute to UConn, then I get up to the main campus. I went through, I ended up getting dismissed from UConn. Didn't oh, appeal. I didn't know that. Got back. Yeah. Got dismissed. Official letter, like, hasta luego, see you later. And this was while it. you were on the team or before? This was before because my okay. GPA, GPA at one point was like a one eight, maybe at some point. Solid. Got dismissed, right? And then I build my GPA back up and then ironically that semester when i was able when i my buddy sent me that i realized i just met the gpa threshold because i was like mid two or whatever it was um because like one thing i didn't realize when i transferred from florida atlantic i had a good gpa leaving fau but i didn't realize it started over at uconn so i slacked off because i was just trying to get my mind off of other stuff yeah and then it was i was in engineering at the time as well and you can't slack off when you're in engineering no, so not like, at all no that was a tough combo switched from engineering went to psych and soch you know brought that back up and then again back on the team also everything that was at my disposal from the guy was able to have tutors one-on-one for every single class like you know wow and yeah. that was like as like a student athlete but then also just as a regular student like you have like the q center which was like our math center you had you know they had the i forget what they were called but like the instructional um like the the TAs from the course would host yeah, like teachers a, assistants and stuff. Yeah. So like yeah. I was my entire time up until senior year, I would go to one-on-one tutoring for all I think I did four classes a semester. So I would do one-on-one tutoring for every single class all four semester or all four classes each semester, all three semesters on the team. I would go to all those extra sessions just because like I was like, all right, like I'm on the team, I gotta get this up and, you know, really focus on the weight room, like all that stuff. We get into the off season and especially off season, like, you know, you're going to put on a lot of weight and oh, like hundred percent. Yeah. You're lifted like a maniac. And it was one of the true, one of the times where like, you know, having access to the cold tubs and the proper way to rehab and like all that stuff. And like, I had like such mm. like a routine of all that that just helped and, the nutrition and, and like all the stuff that was just at my disposal, like uh, all the protein shakes and all the snacks and food, like the crazy part about this. And this is another thing I forgot my first semester on the team, because I was the only dude on the team 
that didn't have a meal plan because the way it worked, if you're on scholarship, you had a full scholarship, you had a meal plan or yep. you were on campus, you had to have a meal plan when you're on campus. Right. And you were commuting. I, yeah. Yeah. I was off. So what they tried telling me my first semester on the team is that I couldn't eat there because they didn't have a meal plan. And when I had to switch my schedule that fall, I had to do four hour and 15 minute courses all back to back Tuesday and Thursday. We had practice. So Mondays were off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday were practices, full pads. Yep. And uh, I would go practice would end at 1045. I'd have half an hour to shower change, grab a couple of protein shakes. I would stuff my bag with stuff and then go to four classes all back to back. And I couldn't grab the meals, like the hot meals that they were having. Yeah. And they then the weight training staff, they're like, how are you not keeping weight? Like I wasn't gaining, like I wasn't able to go up lifting weights. Like my body weight, like my range was like 225 to 230. I was barely hanging on at 220. You're like, what's the deal? Like you're not eating. I'm like, well, according to the player personnel guy, I can't eat here. And I live off campus and I have half an hour from when coach blows the whistle, the practice ends to when I have to be in my first of four classes, those two days and be back to back all day. And I'm not buying food on campus. Cause I don't got the money like that. Yeah. Then miraculously, Oh, we, we found out that uh, you're able to do this and do that. I'm like, yeah, of course, because I started floating around the idea telling some of the training stuff, like I'm about to just go to the NCAA or go to student of like, you know, athletic student affairs and, tell them how BS this is. And the last thing they want is a red flag and a story coming out about, you know, a kid that's just not able to eat after practice and then got to stay in classes for six hours straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, Malnourished so athlete, bad. Jeff Woodcock. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. And it was just like. UConn athlete. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. They no, just, it's, like, they, it is crazy though. Like to, to save their own ass. Like how, I mean, dude, I went through went through my own sort of thing during COVID and, you know, um, you know, we had guys that were hanging out and, you know, we got, we had a, a small cookout. We were cooking, grilling burgers and dogs, nothing crazy. And one of the neighbors in the area took a picture of us all on the, the deck. And mind you, like everybody that's in the pick, we're all teammates. We're all there for camp. And, we get we get a message from our, our coach and he's like we got we got to talk and it was our captain like everybody on the team and and mostly like this was at the start of covid and um like it's crazy what like the university like will do to one keep it more on the hush hush because like we were the first incident we were football was everything at western new england and this being the first incident kick-started almost everything else at the school that happened like then next week that we find out that there's 70 freshmen on the quad partying, drinking, smoking. Meanwhile, we were just having a backyard barbecue and we get called in. We meet with the president of the school and the way the situation was handled was just like everything was kept hush hush. But we were kind of, you know, made an example out of which to fair COVID was its own you know animal and whatnot. And, you know, we probably shouldn't have been hanging out during that time, but we're all teammates. And it's like, you know, we, we weren't like partying like crazy we were just having burgers and dogs and chilling and uh yeah that could that stayed on the very very like low like all the like teams and stuff that would get in trouble it was always like kept on the low and it's like 
it's crazy how one bad story though if that hit the headlines of a news article you know what that does for a publicity standpoint and just so yeah i see i saw it from a different angle you know in different situations but yeah it's crazy and it's also crazy because i got another story it's very similar to that so kind of continuing the timeline here do weightlifting and we're getting towards the end of our summer lifts so like we're about it we're going into like max that week we're going like you know we're lifting heavy getting all crazy you know putting in extra work i also just to because of about to get dismissed and transferring obviously one i did a fifth year but two i needed to take three classes going into senior year during the summer and i remember i was like in lifting at one point and one of one of our guys like and i understand listen trying to create a culture and trying to be serious one of my teammates was i i didn't hear much of what happened of how it led to it but i'm putting weights on the on the squat rack and um i turn around and i see one of my teammates punch the other one in the face and he starts bleeding start getting into a fight i start trying to break it up other teammates run in and break it up whatever you know i go to my classes i get like two or three calls while i'm in class and i'm like i literally walked out of class i'm like you have to stop calling and it's the player personnel guy i'm like you have to stop calling me. I'm literally in class. You have my, you have my, my schedule. Yeah. Why are you calling me multiple times right now? It's like, when you're done, please like, like just come on over. Like we got to talk to you. Like you're not in trouble, whatever. I finished my class, go back over there and I go to talk to Edsel and Edsel, um, you know, he's like, Oh, so like, you know, I heard that like, you were one, like, you were like one of the main ones that was right there when this all happened. I was like, yeah. You know, I I saw, you know, I saw exactly what happened and I kind of heard, basically all I heard was the kid that threw the punch was like, why are you laughing? The other kid was like, I'm not laughing. He's like, yeah, you were. And then nothing else was really said. Then the punch was thrown. And that was kind of like, as I started like kind of turning around. Yeah. So I bring it up and I told that. So I was like, listen, like, I understand like everybody's got to be accountable, this, this and that. But like, I definitely think that was over the line yeah. and then edsel just started to rip me a new one and he's right. like you know back in my day when i was here before you know like you know this happened all the time and you know it was it just it does it is what it is but you guys can just be so soft and at that point i just like shut stuff off and i already kind of wasn't liking him because Edsel's a big thing which i have not mentioned and really brought up my direct relationship with Edsel going up to this point but if you weren't one of his recruits he didn't like you you were a diaco recruit you had to do 10 things right you did one thing wrong you went back down a rung on the depth chart you wow. did five things right. his recruit you did one thing right oh you'd be fighting for that you'd be bumped up next to the starter fighting for that starting spot next practice and it's like and then as a walk-on, I mean, like you, <laughs> like uh, you're, yeah, you're the aftermath of that. Yeah. So, you know, at that point I was kind of, at that point was when I shut it all out and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm definitely not playing for him. I'm playing for my boys on this team right now. Like, yeah, 100%. I'm not one reps. Like, you know, I'm hoping at this point, and I'm ruling myself, you know, I wasn't going to go out there and be a starter and especially not rotate a linebacker at that point. Cause like, again, I just, what he wasn't giving me the, the time of day or whatever. And, you know, we, uh, what's it called? Um, going into the season, 
and we had UCF at home, first game of the year. This was coming off their undefeated season. Oh, so yeah. The year they won the – was it the year they won the national championship or no? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the national championship. Um, And then uh, the next week was Boise State. Boise State was also ranked. I remember and that. Of course. My senior year, we were one of – we were the teams that had one of the most flying miles of away games where we had to go. Yep. We go to – we get romped at home. Again, in my mind, kind of figured. And at this point, Edsel, like after that instance, then like before the season starts, he goes, listen, like right now you're not on a spot to travel, but we want you to come and help, you know, be up in the box and, you know, be on the headset, talk to the coaches, like give us an insight. And I was like, all right, so like that's what I was doing. I understood yeah. my role. That was fine. Cool with it. You know, still got to travel, still got to do all that. And – um Knew we were, I like I I knew we would have had to really be on it to give them a fight both of those games, but we just you know you you know going into a game when you're not there for it, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like especially 100%. like when you're not having a good Friday walkthrough. Oh, you know you you know that Saturday's gonna be hell, bro. You know that Saturday's gonna be hell. You have a bad Friday walkthrough and shit's just slow. Yeah, bro. You were in for a game that Saturday. It was always it was always like that though. It was like. I mean, I feel like that's just the going thing. If you're just having a dragish, sluggish week in practice, you know that that game's gonna be rough. Rough. Yeah, rough. And so we lose to UCF, get smacked, play Boise State, get romped. Um, the worst part about it was it's a five five-ish hour flight out. The way it goes, you play the game, and it was a night game in Idaho. <sighs> Seven o'clock, o'clock start. Play the game. Then you go right from the game, you go right to the airport, hop on the plane, take the plane back here. So we take five hours to get back to Connecticut. Then it's about, because you're riding a bus, and by the time everything is loaded, it's about an hour 15, hour and a half to get from Bradley back to stores. Back to stores, So yeah. 9.30. 3.00, 4.00 a.m. probably. Bro, Later we didn't that. pull back to like 9.00 a.m. the next that Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, my God. After getting our cheeks plundered. Bro. And oh like, all right, like I was talking to my boys, and like, all right, like we just got it, we got to tighten up here, like you know, we gotta, like we can, we kind of string a couple along here, and you know, we're just thinking bowl game, like you know, we just gotta get six wins, and then get spanked, get spanked, and as time's going on, I'm like, all right, like I, I tried talking to Edsel like one or two more times, I was like, listen, like tell me what I need to do better to give Thank myself you. a shot special teams yeah that's all i wanted to do at this point like i knew i wasn't gonna get in on defense like you gotta be real with yourself at some point especially yeah. like in sports yeah 100 you know? dude and i was like i just want to get in on special teams kept pushing off oh you know just gotta work hard and do good in the drills i do good in the drills you know what no recognition third string you know what? if you're third string on special teams that doesn't mean that I would get to see it be like, oh, we're gonna bring your pads, but you're gonna be up in the box. And that's what it was every week. All my I'd I'd pack everything, cleats, you know, sweatbands, gloves, the whole nine. I'd pack everything every week. And then by the time we got there, we were leaving. Now you're gonna be up in the box. We got to East Hartford. Now you're gonna be in the box. Good God. And then by the time we started off, I think we might 
we're I think we barely beat U, URI, I think it was. Like last second, they were in like the red zone. and we At got that time, URI was dog shit too. I remember that. Dog water. Yeah. And we, uh, so then we end up, um, we're one in five. I think by the time we got to six losses and we looked at the rest of the schedule because we still had to play Cincy. Cincy was <laughs> raw. And yeah. we had to play Temple. Temple at the time was nasty too. Yeah, that's back yeah. in cool. And they yep. had uh, I can't remember the studs they had on that team, but they they had some they had dudes studs. Yeah, team. I remember that that squad. And I just remember like we got past that, and I'm like, we're not playing a bowl game. I'm like, all right, like I, at this point, like I just want to be able to keep the tutors and everything. Like I, because I want to tell Edsel off at this point. That's how everybody else felt. Like it was miserable to go to practice, dude. I'm getting up at five fifteen in the morning to get to practice and go through everything. I also sprained both my ac joints in my shoulders and i sleep on my side and you can't sleep on your side like that so i yeah. just couldn't sleep and run on like no sleep Ugh. going practicing cold and it's horrible and it was just so miserable and i'm just telling my boys i'm like i just want to make it through the season just you know i want to finish i gotta finish football i can't just call it quits now like this is yep. this is not the time yep we go in the last couple games i kept getting you know Kept yanking my chain. We go into the last game. We're facing Temple senior night. And I, uh, you know, I suit up for this, obviously. Like, you know, we're going through our pictures and the whole nine. Edsel, you know, I'm going to take a picture of Edsel. And he's like, oh, be ready because you're going in tonight. And I'm like, you let me know. Sounds great. Can't wait. Um, And it is, uh, like, 38 nothing at half oh also pre before this game going into the game we had to hold we we were a record-setting defensive team in the ncaa because going into our last game we had to hold temple to negative 145 yards to tie the old record for the most yards allowed in a season by a defense Oh my god, dude. Wait, this was the hey, year, right? Oh, that wasn't this the year? Like, I think after this year, like I heard rumors that they were talking about cutting the program, shit like that. I don't know if that was true, but yeah, yeah. Sorry. So that was all real. Oh my god. And that's when they, they transferred out of the Man. conference, right? And went to the independent, right? That was shortly after that. No, so they played the next year in the American. Okay, American. Because right. I graduated 2019. Yeah, so I graduated. So that was fall 2018. 2019, they did the American. 2020, UConn was the only program that didn't play. And I personally think it was a play on Edsel to try and keep his job because they also didn't do good the next year. Did a little bit better, but like not that much better. Yeah. But um, so we're going into senior night. Tells me I'm going to play, whatever. Sounds good. So I'm standing on the sidelines, whatever. I still got the headset on. I'm doing shit with teammates, you know, good in the hand signals, talking to guys, whatever. Third quarter comes around. I think they got up to 42 or 45, nothing. I'm like, all right. Like, I look at my linebacker coach. I'm like, yeah, like, am I going to get in soon? Like, Edsel said I was going to get in. He's like, yeah, 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 soon. Like, I'm, I'm going to go talk to him. I'll let you know. Drive goes by. Drive goes by. Drive goes by and Temple's just running the ball because they're just trying to run the clock out here. Too, yeah, don't forget. 
So we're having lengthy drives on defense. And then the fourth quarter comes around. And a couple of my buddies, I think it was at the beginning, like going into the half, they were like, yo, like just take my team on, take my spot on special teams. I'm like, you know what? If I go and run this one kickoff down when I'm not supposed to be in by Edsel allowing me to, and it ends up being a touchback because our kicker, he was pretty good. And he would always, it would always be a touchback. I'm going to run down the field once. I'm going to run right back to the sideline. And Edsel's going to say, you're not going on the field at all. Yeah. So like, I got to save myself. If I can get out there at least for a couple of drives of defense, like say I did it. Yeah. Fourth quarter comes around. Still nothing. Still nothing. So then I start on doing my gloves, taking my wristbands down to my wrist. I had them all, you know, trying to get dripped out. You know what I'm saying? Got all sweatbands all over the place. One opportunity, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding everything down, started on doing the gloves, put my helmet down on the side, started untying my cleats, and there's like four minutes left in the game. And my linebacker coach is like, All right, what are you like? You're gonna go in next play. And I'm like, Oh shit. All right, let me tie everything back up. Start tying it back up. And ironically, our defense got a turnover. So our offense has the ball. They keep it for a little bit. I think we kicked like a field goal or whatever. I think we missed it because I don't think we scored a fucking point that game. And then uh, so then, oh, yeah, you're going in the next drive. That drive never came. There's two there's two minutes, 20 seconds left. I went out on the field with my buddy Santana because we were the seniors and they just needed out. Damn. That's crazy, man. And I just remember, I just went into the locker room and like, just like so morally, like, like just defeated. Like, I just, I kept telling myself, like, because it was killing me. Because, like, once you're, like, once you're in football and you love football so much, and then you shut that chapter. And you're finally content with having that book close and then reopening it and getting invested. Like, dude, like, bro, when I was on the team, like, I had like the, if we're talking weight wise, I had the second highest squat on the team. I was squatting 575. Damn. Like, and that was something too. Like, Edsel was like, oh, like, you know, squats, that's like the best lift for, you know, you know, football players. You got a high squat, it's going to translate to the field. And I throw up 575. And I, oh, dude, I wanted to get to six. I put on 585 and like my shirt was all sweaty. So it slipped from my back because I, I didn't, I never put it up on my traps. Cause yeah. you know, I mean, you knew I was injury prone in high school. I messed up my neck. So like my nerve is kind of messed up. So I would never put it on my traps. I had to like rest it a little bit lower. Yeah. So it slipped. You know, you got to take all the plates off. You put it back on. We had a time limit for how long we could max out for. Yeah. Buzzer went off. So whatever i'll take 575 i'm cool with it right all good and i was just so defeated like dude even after football like i i mean combination of also it being like senior year, like i just had no motivation to lift like lifting reminded me of football and football was just miserable for me like it was like depressing yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I remember. Would like, you say? Would you say at the time you lost your love for the game, or was it absolutely? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Let me, because I can relate to that. I could say, for my own sake, you know, I had my ending in my career happened with tearing my pec, and I didn't really get, uh ending the way I wanted it to but I can say that from the time that leading up to that 
into that grad year that I was supposed to have, I, I fell so far out of love with the game, dude. Like, don't get me wrong. I still love football. And to this day, I'll always watch football and, and be a part of it. But dog seeing that from just like the college perspective how the meetings and all that like it wasn't maybe i don't know if it was the love i don't know if it was the love for the game but the way that college schedules worked it was so demanding on my body on my mind on everything and i had my own instances others other than yours that you know kind of similar that i wasn't seeing the time that i wanted and it was so defeating that it made me fall out of love with the game you know and i don't know if you felt that too so to the way that I'm going to describe it, I wouldn't say it's the love for the game because you know what? I if, like if we're having a fun practice, practice. Yeah, was practice so was great. Yeah. You know what I think it was? It it It's not falling out of love for the game. It's going from this being, I guess, the best way to say it. Because like a hobby is something you pick up and you enjoy and you want to do. And then it became a chore. Fair and enough. That's the, yeah. that's the biggest thing for me because I still love football. Like I still love, even though I wasn't playing, like we were in meetings, like, oh, like this is this, that, this is the call you got to make when, you know, if you're facing a spread, but the tight ends, like he's at a wing position versus being on the line. Like you got to do like talking yep. about all that intricacies of that. I love doing all that stuff. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. But I mean, it just turned into so much more of a chore that there wasn't like, well, there's no reward there for was, it. Yeah, there wasn't like the you were doing all that for nothing. Yeah, you were doing like. all that to sit in the box, and it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's I guess that's where uh, at the at the D one level especially, like you just see the differences as far as just like the recruiting side of things goes, and you know, I mean, for at least me, like I was a walk on at WNE and. I didn't play my, my freshman year and I, I walked on after, um, and you know, obviously you see who the recruits are, you know, who the recruits are and they're obviously the starters and whatnot. But when it came to just like getting your fair share of time, like I can only imagine at the D one level, it was just even harder. Like I, it's, it's for, so props to you for going through that dude. Cause like, I feel, I felt that from the same aspect is that like there was no reward almost when you're putting in all that time and all that effort to not to get in at those last two minutes and 20 seconds of your senior night must have just been so shitty it's like i'll put it to you this way i and this is not healthy but i i went home and uh my buddy Jack Daniels was my good friend that night. And uh, I, yeah, that was, it's, it's tough because with football and obviously I can only really speak from this perspective. I know other sports, you're everybody, you're very invested in all different ways. And I don't want to take anything away from other sports, but like, especially the investments you need to put in for like, speaking at least just from the football perspective of like, don't forget our camp. I had to report back for camp. Also another thing, you know, I told you I had to take three classes. Yeah. So two were in the first session and the other one, I didn't realize that they had athlete specific courses that would finish up before, like when all the teams would come back. So 
camp for us started in the end of July. My class finished midway through the second week of August. Oh, wow. But for us, I would have to report, be at the complex by seven in the morning. And I wouldn't leave there till 10 at night. So in between meetings and practice, like when everybody else is playing pool or, you know, playing cards or sleeping or doing whatever, I was in the student center because I had to bang out homework. And then go into my classes and well, that I wasn't going to class then because I had an online course, but like, you know, it was just so much dedication went into doing all of this and soaking up so much of my time and just not, not getting any like reward from it. I had to just Almost my tell mic. myself that like my reward was like, you could feel what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. Like just the reward that I had to tell myself was like, even like I had to break it down to the small things. Like, okay. Like I get like cool gear. Like that's nice. But you know what? A t-shirt is a t-shirt. I can get something at Goodwill. Like so yeah. I'm not given. Yes. The, the gear is very nice. I love it. And I wear it all the time. Cause it's awesome. It's athletic fit. It's dope. But like the fact that I remember sitting there after a little bit and all, my only rewards were being able to keep the tutoring that I had and then keeping like having the gear and like access to a couple of things and like saying I played on the team, but I, I've never been somebody to just, I'm not a materialistic guy. It's so like, like flaunting the gear or whatever. Like I didn't really give a shit if I had a regular backpack or the one that had my little name tag with the Yukon logo on it or right. the shirt sweats. Like that stuff didn't matter to me. Yeah. It was not ever going to take anything away from any of that and having tutoring and all that. But like my pride was just so hurt from wanting to, play and do that stuff that it just like it was just so draining and like so what was something that like yeah after all this is said and done what helped you move on from the game um it doesn't have to be like one thing but like you know was there a different motivation because for example for me like you know, I tore my peck and that was a quits to my career, but immediately started working and started my business. So it was like, I had something to pivot that passion. Was there something that was pivotal in your life that helped you kind of be okay with the way things ended? No, nothing. I, after football, I, my grades took a little bit of a dip. I didn't do any tutoring spring semester. I did like, I was, or I wasn't consistent with it. Like I would get like a tutoring session or two before the exams, but it wasn't like how I was doing it in football where I had one, like one per class every single week or every other week, depending wow. on the course and how I was. Um, so like my grades dipped a little bit and, you know, I just was partying and just trying to get just away from it. You know, like I knew like all the, like, like I could have gone back and lifted at the facility if there were no other sports in there, like no issues. Still could have done that stuff, but I didn't want to be anywhere near it. I didn't yeah, like, fair. I didn't want to go and watch like, like I did pro day, but like the sad part about it is, is like, I think I did pro day. Cause I felt like there was, there was other, I'll put it this way. There was other factors there wasn't a real want for me to do pro day. I felt like I owed it to myself. Yeah. To just, 
But of course, the week before, a week, Pro Day was on a Wednesday. I got back a week before that Wednesday from spring break. So I had a full week before. And that, like, Friday or Saturday, I don't know. I was here. I was training and doing whatever. I don't know what I ate. I had food poisoning. So I didn't eat anything Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. The first full meal I had was Wednesday morning before pro day. And it was one one over easy egg and, like, half a cup of rice. Damn, bro. So So how are you functioning? (laughs) I was how, like, what? how were you functioning? How'd you get through like through that pro day? I didn't finish it. Oh, you didn't. I okay. yeah, I withdrew. We started doing some of the field drills after. Like I did like bench. We had 225. And I would say a month before that, I could get 225, like low 20s, me. Like I, I'd say between 20 and 25. I think I only did 14 that day. Like Vert and Broad, I was never good at, and those were still probably like the worst I've had. Um, 40 yard, also just from not stretching, like, well, I stretched to warm up, but like from not like really being active those days before, like, I didn't like pull anything, but I felt like I kind of like strained my hamstring on like my second or third 40 time, whatever it was. And I was like, all right, I'm just going through the ringer here. And we started doing some pad drills. And then I just, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm done. And I just left immediately. Like, I just took off my cleats. Didn't even shower there. Like, I just hopped back in my car, went back to my apartment, and then just laid in bed. But to continue with the, like, I didn't have anything to, like, cope with it. I was just, I just was, again, other stuff. There was Throughout my entire time in football, I had a lot of other stuff going on, like outside of football, like on a personal level that yeah. definitely did not help some of my decision making with, you know, like going out and doing things like that. And it just, it made it easy for me to not turn it off and be more disciplined. Yeah. Makes sense. Like I definitely should have been more disciplined. And that's what I was saying before. Like, I don't regret, I wouldn't say I ever. I don't regret how things went because once you've experienced something, I wouldn't want to take back any experiences I had. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Like sometimes I think about like, Oh, what if I had my paperwork in FAU? And what if I made that team? Like how, how would things have been different? Not saying any, not saying this would, I'd be like league bound Woody or anything <laughs> like that. But like league bound, just how yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like how yeah. like I just no, it could have been a completely you might have never even transferred. You never know, you know. That's what I'm saying. It's, but like at the same sentence though, you, you also yeah, that that'll hurt, but like you you did what you did, you know, you ended up where you ended up and you know, I, I think moving forward that like you probably found some closure in the fact that things went the way they did, you still made the Yukon football team and you know, you were able to be a part of that for that time you know i have to think about that to center myself but i do tell you it's not near it's here and there i think thoughts about it but like all spring semester and then all that summer like i would keep me up at night like just thinking about like how could things have gone different what could i have done to change the outcome of that and it was it took me i think it was finally during covid was when i finally like dropped it all yeah, because, dude, because then I just, like, bro, like, I got up to, like, 
two like fifty five at one point. Like I was two twenty five, two thirty during the season, and then by like that winter, like right before COVID, I was like up there at like two fifty, and I was like, bro, like what are you, what are you doing? Like yeah. I, and then I think through COVID, like finally, just ironically having a lot more time just to yourself because what what else were you doing? I mean, right. Found my love for golf. Now that's a new passion. Yes, sir. Football. You know, I think that um, it's one of those things where, for me, it took a long time. I'm also somebody that like it's I I have a difficult time being able to let things go. Yeah. So it took a very long time to really uh be okay with it all because i wasn't for a long time and i felt like that kind of led into um a lot of uh sorry i gotta send this text really quick my bad i'm getting now you're good calls (laughs) i'm good good word so um i think the biggest thing is that it just it took me a lot to finally get to a good point like i like and not just for football but just in general it's like i need to like i need to go to therapy like i need to talk about a lot of these things and yeah man it, it took me a while to just like be able to let it go and just be okay with it all and you know like i still did it i still walked on and played division one football like nobody can take that away from me yeah like did i play in games no that any like any of those accolades that i died for wanted for dreamed of when i was a little kid happened no but you know what like you gotta take it for what it is like i still did it still again like i went within a full calendar year i went from getting a letter of being dismissed from uconn to being an active person on their football roster it's impressive in so itself, like, man. But that's what I'm saying. And that it took me a while to just look at it from that perspective rather than just being mad that like I didn't do anything when I was there. But it's like you got to, you know, people get so focused in like you're looking at like where you're going or where you're not going. But also sometimes you got to look back to ground yourself again to realize where you've come from. Hard. And sometimes that's motivation to propel you forward you know and i feel like that was a big part about it don't get me wrong like i didn't want to be like around football like i didn't want to uh, i like i didn't i didn't want to go to like a uconn game like i went to like one uconn game but i was like drinking and i wasn't really like paying attention to the game like i was trying to watch for my buddies but like you know, it took me a while to like want to be there and be around, especially now with Mora as the coach there. Like, I want to be involved. Like, actually, next, I think it's what's today? Today's the tenth. In two weeks on a Wednesday, like Mora gets the alumni involved so much. Like, they're doing a That's dinner awesome. at Rentschler. They got they invited the alumni, so I'm going to that, which will be exciting. You know, uh, ironically, one of the kids. And it's funny because, like, I kind of view it in a similar role to, like, like our relationship. There was a kid when I was a senior and he was a freshman. And now he actually played football at UConn and then now works for them. And I stumbled into them at Elicit, like, two months ago, three months ago, whatever it was. 
and you know at one point he's turned i was like dude like you were one of the main ones like showed me the ropes like this this and that and i felt like that was like the final like release of totally being just fine with everything yeah because i realized i still like had an impact and he's like dude like i learned like so much from you like all that stuff and i was just kind of like i felt like i was just in my own little world most of the time on the team and still realizing that i had an impact even though like i wasn't playing or anything like that like that just still like yeah i had i had a similar experience and is you know my obviously tore my pack and was out for that season but my last guest i had on joe eldridge he's a quarterback at wne he was a freshman when i was going through that and uh he was injured by chance during that time that i was injured and he was just telling me stories of like honestly i i could barely remember the conversations he was talking about, but like, he was like, yeah, dude, like we chopped it up. You were the, one of the first people that I met at campus and like, we chopped it up and that had an impact on me. I was like, you know, and it kind of like made me reflect on my time there and everything that I was battling. I went through my own mental health issues of how I was, you know, going to say goodbye to a career. And, you know, I propelled a lot of my energy into my business and all that, but I, I definitely like, I, I blocked certain things out of my head to, to really just be okay with life and how it was moving at that time. And I, and it took me like after watching the podcast over like three different times and like hearing what he said, it was like, damn, I actually did have more of an impact than I felt. And I'm sure you probably felt that way too. So that was felt almost rewarding for me. You know, it was just like hearing that was cool. So. And that's exactly what it was for me, dude. Like hearing him talk about that and like, you know, just do like, just talk about the impact that I had on him. I was like, bro, like, damn, like I would have never thought like you bought a, like you got me all emotional now. Yeah. That was my boy Hunter. But you know, it was just, yeah, it was a, uh, like, I don't know. I, I look back at my time and I'm grateful for the experience and you know, everything, whether you like the way, whatever you're going through, whether it's enjoyable or not, or different, it shapes you, makes you who you are. And I like who I am now. So I appreciate the experience that I had and I wouldn't change any of that. Do I wish some of the stuff went more in my favor? Of course, anybody would, but like hundred percent. Yeah. Make you who you are, you know, build that character, those calluses to certain things that like, you know, like, I don't know, like taking stuff, like even like it, I related to like the work setting. Like I'm not taking anything like personally. And I kind of realized that you got to watch out for yourself and you could get told something from a superior at work. Like, oh yeah, this is going to happen. This, this, and that. But you also have to be okay if none of that happens. And if they just gash your head up and nothing happens, like you have to have your plan and you got to just keep it moving. And you know what? You you're going to create your own path and stuff will fall into place, whether, you know, and whatever's meant to happen will happen. So 100%. again, like, and it's funny because like I was, my dad in my bag when I left for Florida Atlantic packed my heist. So, I mean, I love my dad for it and I still kept it, but like he found like my gloves or whatever mouth guard or something like that. And he put like a little sticky note, like, Oh, you're going to need this, this fall. Like, you know, trying to hype me up to like walk on the team. And then like, as I called him, tell him I walked on the team, you know, he was all like pumped, you know, the whole nine. And I remember, um, 
I was like going through my drawer or whatever. And then I found it like that same night, like the same, you know, gloves, mouth guard, no. And I was like, damn, like how ironic is this? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely uh, an interesting experience. And, you know, I'm very glad that UConn's moving in the way that it is. And, you know, I have my. Moving in the right direction, man. They're, they're making all the good moves right now. From what I've seen, like Jim Mora really turning that program around. Um, a lot of good guys there. Keeping a lot of lot of Connecticut guys at home, and you know guys like Victor Rosa. Um, you know, there's a kid that committed from Avon Old Farms who's a freshman. There's a kid from Cromwell, Teddy Williams. Um, I think that's his last name. Yeah. Um, but guys like that, like keeping home guys here, and it's cool to see, man, because like all this like work that I'm doing for my production company for these athletes that I work with, it's like. I really want to see Connecticut be put on the map, man. Like this is, this is our, our state. This is our home. This is, you know, there's so many people out there that, you know, didn't get to where they wanted to be. And and I think they didn't have the solutions in place. Like some of the things that I'm trying to do, you know, there's certain creators and certain people that I'm talking with right now that have a lot of the same visions that, that I do. And, and seeing Connecticut football, UConn football be, the front runner of a lot of this change is, is awesome, dude. Like, and you know, for you to be able to say that you're alumni of that program, I think that's, you know, speaks very highly of you and just your work ethic. And it's been cool to see play out, man. It's um, I'm sure it's been a journey and a half for you. Yeah, it was absolutely a journey. And I will say another thing that I take from like this whole experience that's cool is that like I can watch on Sundays and, be like yeah like i played with that guy and yep. like for instance Travis jones from west haven plays for the ravens drafting third round yep um he was a cool dude uh there's this foley fatukasi he was a senior my first year he got drafted by the jets played with the jets now with the jags kid tyler davis tight end for the packers um this guy matt pert played uh offensive tackle giants yep. and it was funny because i played scout team against him all the time <laughs> and so i would play linebacker or sometimes depending because like we would do the scout defense based on what their personnel was so yep. if they had like a lighter guy at the end i would go and do it but we'd be doing practice reps and i'd like go to go against them and sometimes when he had me i'd just be like he'd have me like by the breastplate i'd be like just don't drop me. And he'd just be like laughing as he's driving me back like five, 10 yards. And it's funny. Just like, I don't know. Just like, it's cool to, I guess, to like see these guys like practice with them. And I mean, even sometimes shit, like I saw a couple of them, like all twisted up in college, you know, we're at a bar yeah, or something like that. Exactly. Now that dude is, you know, teammates with trevor lawrence and you know he's getting sacks on brady or what you know what i'm saying like yeah just crazy yeah exactly that, it's, it's it's cool stuff to see so yeah you keeps know. you motivated as a fan too knowing that you played with those guys like makes it almost more rewarding to watch on sundays when you see your boys out there balling it's like you know i had a buddy that i played ball with he made it to a cfl team and uh he was this kid is just a freak athlete from australia and like he, he came over here, played football, was an absolute stud. Then he went to play for the Calgary Stampeders uh, up there. And uh, like just being able to say, like, I played with that kid, like 
kid was a dog. It's like makes it rewarding to watch and see their career play out. And you live vicariously through them, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. So did you have anything, like I always like to leave up to my, you know, older guests, you know, you know, you are getting pretty old now. No, I'm just kidding. I am too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, do you have any words of encouragement for guys like yourself, man? Like, you know, I got, I got my own story, but hearing your story puts in perspective of how hard it was to be a college athlete. You got any words of encouragement for guys coming up right now, being recruited, maybe you're under recruited. And what could you say to them moving forward? for their careers kind of piggybacking on what i just said like a couple minutes ago like you you cannot rely on other people to pave your path for you you have to put in the work you have to grind you have to put in the time and all those things of like you know what like oh i'm tired i don't want to get up and do this go do it like like all the extra little things that you can do and slide in here and there into your like day to day. Like I knew a wide receiver on the team, like when he was a freshman, like he couldn't catch the passes because Brian shares at the time, like he's throwing bullets and these passes are so fast. He didn't have the grip strength for it. So what he would literally do going to class, he, he had like one of like the grip things that you just squeeze, you know what I'm talking about? Like those yeah. little grip yeah, strength yeah. things. He would just sit there. Dude, in his, like, when he's just chilling, he'd just be sitting there going at it with those. And then when I tell you that dude's grit, ridiculous by the time he was just, oh, like, sure. a junior. Like, it's just all those small things. Like, whatever small things you could do to, like, just hone your craft and get better at it. And also realize that you're the spearhead of everything. Like, if you think it's just going to get laid out for you, it's not going to. And each level you go up, it gets harder. So if you think you're going to rely on your athletic ability and you'll just be chilling, you're going to have a rude awakening because that is not going to fly each level you go up in. So, 100%, dude. 100%. You absolutely football was like 80% mental and 20% of actual skill. That's what it really came down to, what I saw. It was like if you weren't making the right – if you were making mental errors and if you were making mental errors for your body and just not – preparing yourself each week you weren't going to play and uh you know i think that's something i I like that you're kind of the pave your own road um you know what you make of your story is what's going to come out of it right so i think that's a good message for a lot of my athletes right now in my program it's like i'm trying to help them pave that road right keep them on the right track our our group gpa right now is a 3.2 like you know we got we're, we're doing good so it's like keeping these kids on the straight and narrow, but like also allowing them to build that path. You know, that's, that's a, it's a cool, uh, cool concept there. So I'm going to probably take that in a couple of my meetings, but um, yeah, dude, I think, you know, moving forward, uh, this podcast will probably come out hopefully by the end of the weekend, I'm looking to maybe release it either probably Sunday um, so we can get it out. But um, I would love to have you actually Sunday night, um, eight 30, uh, I'm doing a, like a networking session, but I host networking sessions weekly, bi-weekly sometimes, uh, for my athletes in the program. I'd love to have you on and, and have you kind of talk some, some knowledge and some game and, and all that. Cause four of my athletes just started camp this week. So they're, they're full fledged into the, into the fire, man. So let's do it. Um, yeah. you let me know. I'm, 
for it. Absolutely. Sweet. Sweet. I'd appreciate that. Well, man, I think this is good, man. It's starting to get late and I think we covered a lot of the bases. Um, you know, I think in the future, I definitely would, would keep it, keep it open. If you're ever down to do another, do another episode, dude, I'm, I'm always looking for guests. So I think this is good. And, uh, I was happy to have you on, man. Thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate you having me on my guy. Trust. I've been wanting to do this. So anything I can help moving forward, got to help the youth, bro. Got to. That's it, man. Learn from our mistakes, pass them on. You know, you know what you sometimes the best mistakes you're going to learn from are your own, but you know, you're able to get some little things in your head. If you start going down the path, Oh yeah, Yeah. this person made this. Oh, let me steer away from that. Like all that. hundred percent, hundred percent, bro. hundred percent. I agree with you. Well, MPU podcast episode six with former uh, University of Connecticut football player Jeff Woodcock, my good friend from Middletown, Connecticut. Thank you, brother, for hopping on tonight. And I appreciate you for being a guest on the MPU podcast. I appreciate you for having me, man. Love it. Thanks, Continue the good work, man. Thanks, bro.